Are you trying to conceive? When you're in the process of baby making, you don't want to take a prenatal that's designed for a woman who's pregnant. They get expensive and have ingredients you don't need quite yet. Theranatal Core is a prenatal focused on women who are trying to conceive. It contains the active form of folic acid, folate, as well as 2000 IUs of vitamin D. Also, it doesn't have any expensive ingredients that you don't need until you're pregnant. Theralogix's prenatal, Theranatal Core, is especially for women with PCOS who are in the process of baby making. Check the link in the description for our 15% off code. Alright babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth please so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna put them on and take control of yourself. Join a sister and a mister. Hello, hello, sisters. Sisters. So today we're gonna talk all about vitamin D and PCOS and the benefits of vitamin D, mm-hmm. and so much more. You're going to be surprised how yeah. important vitamin D is actually for women with PCOS and mm-hmm. in general. But it's a good time to talk about our garden in the patio and how it gets basically no vitamin D. Exactly. Our garden in the patio has gone to, how you say, shit, because <laughs> it's not getting enough sun during the day, and a lot of the plants are on the ground, so they stay moist. And this is like attracting like little gnats like the fungi flies and all these kinds of things so we're actually in the process of like removing it all and having elevated garden beds so it can get more sun Mm -hmm. it's pretty devastating i mean sirak toils in this garden every single night almost watering them cleaning them fighting the the, what's it called the little flies remember like we were at war with them at one point i had like stickers out i had the neem oil going every single day yeah mosquito bits you know what you can't fight it at a certain point you realize that the conditions of your patio just don't work yeah for the plants and speaking there's literally a fly going around literally a fly now um and the only the other thing that i guess it's a learning experience is that i was using a metal container yes. for all the stuff and i learned that a metal container doesn't breathe enough obviously exactly. it's metal and it doesn't breathe through the soil causing it to remain wet and stuff like that so i need to get something that's wood that can breathe and you know, learning experience i'm you sorry I'm, a, I'm my green thumb is barely growing <laughs> one day i will be a, i will have 
a lot of experience and yeah. skills but until then we'll just keep trying that is so the truth like when you try something new you want a new hobby yeah you will not do good for a minute like yeah. it's not just naturally gonna come to you yeah but that doesn't mean to give up and the same thing goes for pcos i just want to tie this into the gardening <laughs> experience like honestly you can't just like say you know I'm going to do all of these things and expect perfection the next day. Yeah. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. The plants aren't going to grow. The carrots will turn out one inch big after six months of mm -hmm. waiting. <laughs> and then they're going to be bitter because, you know, the conditions weren't right and all of this. Yeah. And it just takes all the patience in the world to get that garden to grow and that PCOS to reverse. How you like that? I, I like it. Good transition time. Thank you. And we grew, by the way, carrots for four months. Yeah. And they came out so small. Yeah. Like disappointing. We didn't even eat them because they were bitter. They suck. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll get better. But yeah. great transition, babe. Thank you. And let's jump into vitamin D and PCOS. Yes. Now, just to, to talk about some of the research out there, there is actually a statistic that says upwards of 75% of the world is vitamin D deficient. That's right. 75% of the world is vitamin D deficient. Yeah. And going along with that statistic, almost three of every four women with PCOS may have vitamin D deficiency. So that's, again, 75% mm -hmm. of women with PCOS may have vitamin D deficiencies. I just want to say that when I hear statistics like this, I almost say to myself subconsciously, like, oh, everyone has it. Like, it's not that important, whatever. Mm. Like, we're all fine, whatever. Like, you try to neutralize it, but we're about to drop some bombs and tell you <laughs> how important vitamin D is. Yeah. And did you actually know that vitamin D is actually not a vitamin? It's a precursor hormone produced by the kidneys and is a key factor for hormonal balance exactly boom is right i wrote an entire i don't know how many pages of a thesis in grad school on vitamin d yeah and it was literally like on vitamin d and pcos like going on and on and on about how important it is for women with pcos because it's not just a vitamin it's it's a hormone for us it's a precursor hormone yeah. And deficiency can not only be bad, but it can cause things like it can increase your risk of things like inflammatory bowel disease, type one diabetes, high blood pressure, insulin resistance, depression, obesity. All of the things that are kind of linked to PCOS already yeah. are also linked to vitamin D. And studies estimate that these diseases could be reduced as much as by 50% mm -hmm. if the deficiency is corrected. Wow, that's a huge Imagine, improvement. Imagine, yeah. I remember when I had a blood test, it showed super low vitamin D levels. Oh, a lot of people. Yeah. And when I went to get the supplement, the guy at Whole Foods was like, did you have a lab, you know, lab work done or are you just getting it? Because people are telling you to get it. I'm like, honey, I got the lab work. I got the papers to prove it. Like, give me the vitamin D. Yeah. So, but yeah, a, a blood test can really tell you if you're deficient. Don't just take it willy-nilly, honestly. Like, get the blood work done yeah. first. And it makes sense that people, like 75% of the world is deficient. Because if you look at the world now, majority of jobs, I mean, at least in the United States, they're in an office setting. They're in a setting where you're basically in a closed-off building with no yeah. direct sunlight coming in. And the only real light is the light from the you know, light source, yeah. the UV lights or whatever it is. And, you know... 
that's obviously has an impact on your vitamin D levels if you're not getting enough sun. Like you need to get at least an hour of sun. We'll talk more about this later. You need to get at least an hour of sun every day and your body has to, there's also a, a factor in how well your body absorbs the the, mm-hmm. the vitamin D mm-hmm. and converts it to vitamin D. So even the sun might not be enough. Yeah. We'll get into um, the things you can do to increase your vitamin yeah. D levels. And there are some countries that practice a, lot, a, a better, you know, uh, better healthy habits you know enforcing their employees to go outside oh, really? oh yeah there's a, di- a lot of different um uh studies that, that have been done in different countries that show like when you force or when you let your workers go outside for a longer period of time it benefits their mental health their, yeah. their cognitive function they've seen improvements in their output so yeah wow and then we talked about def- the deficiency in the vitamin d it's, it contributes to depression mood swings, sleep issues, fatigue, and time mentioned. These are all issues that are already existent with Mm -hmm. women with PCOS. Exactly. So we want to improve that with vitamin D. So how does vitamin D play a role in PCOS? So there's three key ways that it really does make a difference. It lowers inflammation. We know PCOS is a state of low-grade inflammation that stems from insulin resistance. You know, they're linked together. So women with PCOS have more C-reactive protein. So when you get blood work done, this is an inflammatory marker. I personally had like C-reactive protein 10 times higher than it should have been. And it was just crazy how much inflammation my body had at the time before I went gluten and dairy free Mm -hmm. and all of this. Mm -hmm. And supplementing with vitamin D can also reduce these inflammatory markers. You know, not only the lifestyle changes, but this supplement has powerful effects. Like we said, it's a precursor hormone. Yeah. It can also lower androgens. So with PCOS, we are hyperandrogenic, many of us. Yeah, you know, we a- have more male hormones. Yeah, and androgens, I was just going to say androgens refers to like uh, hormones that are mainly found in uh, males. So yes. like testosterone, yeah. things like that. So you might feel more anxiety. Um, your skin might break out. You know, you're more predisposed to these things when you have high androgens. Um, one study found that your testosterone and androgen levels can reduce after three months of supplementing with vitamin D along with calcium. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. You know, the impact one vitamin can make along with diet and lifestyle changes. I'm not saying just do whatever that's triggering the high androgens. You know, you want to stop that triggering, but also you want to reduce them and that's taking your vitamin D. Yeah. It's one of the factors, one of the, one of the factors that can help you in your journey. Exactly. Okay. And fertility. So this is some, this is something we've talked about in the past and how fertility can improve. It's so funny, Talia. We're looking at I the, hate my posture. I know. It's really hard to have a Look great posture this. right now because we're, we're new to this. It's an elevated table. Yeah. And we're on a stool. Obviously, as you guys know, bar stools are super uncomfortable oh, yeah. and we chose to get them, Talia. <laughs> <laughs> but True. Um, yeah. Why did we, we choose we're, we're looking at the screen on the laptop, making sure our postures are always nice and straight and not hunched over. You know, even though we have scoliosis, let's okay. Oh, my neck. So <laughs> back to fertility. So we've talked about in the past how the, there's so, so many benefits of vitamin D with fertility, especially with ovarian function. But vitamin D receptors have been found in almost every tissue and cell in the human body and can directly affect follicle egg maturation and development. So it can directly affect the follicle egg maturation maturation and development. Maturing. 
And then one study showed that infertile PCOS women had a higher number of dominant follicles and improvements in menstrual regularity when taking vitamin D with their metformin for six months compared to just metformin alone. A study showed that also higher vitamin D levels in PCOS women taking Clomid improved their pregnancy rates. Imagine. So that's, that's amazing. amazing. For those taking Clomid, um, studies show that the vitamin D helps. So if you're taking Clomid, speak to your doctor and mm-hmm. ask, hey, can I take vitamin D along with this and it will improve my chances and let them tell you. And also, if you're taking metformin too, like we just said, vitamin D helps when you're taking metformin with the menstrual regularity. So talk to your doctor. If you're taking metformin, talk to them. Ask them, can I take vitamin D? You know, these are important things to cover and it will help with your uh, menstrual regularity. It will help with your fertility, ovarian function a lot more. Right. We have a vitamin D supplement that we love. Oh, yeah. Theralogics. Again, we love them. It's Thera D. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thera D. And we'll put the the link in the description. But it's uh, made by Theralogics, the same makers of Ovacetol. So Mm -hmm. uh, we we love love them. We trust them. And you can can use the same 15% off code that you use for Ovacetol for Thera D. Yeah. Throw that in the bag when you're buying your Ovacetol. (laughs) But of course, if you have any other vitamin D supplements that you like, you can go for those too. This is just that. This is one example of one that we like. So up to you. Right. So aside from, you know, the benefits directly with PCOS that taking vitamin D can have, it can also have other benefits. So if you're diabetic, let's jump into this. People with higher levels of vitamin D are 40% less likely to develop diabetes. And it helps with the pancreas's ability to regulate insulin secretion and reduces inflammation, which influences insulin resistance. So yeah. vitamin D can help with diabetes as well. Um, many women with PCOS struggle with blood sugar issues, so that goes the same for us. Also, longer cycles. If you have longer cycles, studies show that insufficient levels of vitamin D are associated with a two-time increase in the likelihood for longer cycles. There's a 30% increased chance your menstrual cycle length will be longer with every 10 NG per Nanogram. mil- nanograms per milliliter decrease of circulating vitamin D. You so don't know every what NG 10, is? Sorry. I just, <laughs> I didn't want to like say it wrong. But every 10, <laughs> every 10 nanograms per milliliter decrease of circulating vitamin D. I mean, my levels were so low. I don't know how many 10s of yeah and nanograms i was low but yeah if i could find my old lab work yeah and those are huge differences a two times increase in likelihood for longer cycles when you have insufficient levels of vitamin d two times and then a 30 percent increase in your menstrual cycle length with every 10 nanogram per milliliter decrease i don't know what i'm saying but it sounds crazy (laughs) Also, pregnancy, we mentioned earlier, women with adequate vitamin D have shown to have lower risk pregnancy complications and preeclampsia and postpartum bleeding. Yeah. And autoimmune diseases. So many women with PCOS struggle with autoimmune diseases along with their PCOS. Yeah. And um, these are mediated by immune cells called T cells. And in some studies, vitamin D has shown to... um, to regulate these, modulate these T cells in such a way that the autoimmune attack is diminished. So that's amazing. 
that's really profound because many women with PCOS have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, that's autoimmune, you know, other issues, skin issues, skin irritations, yeah. things like this that are autoimmune. So yeah, super important. Get that vitamin D. And how do we do it, babe? Well, striving for 50. Did you have to put striving on the on the yes. on the sheet? I like that word. All I right. love basking in the sun hit it i know so striving to get 15 minutes of sun exposure every day can um uh improve sorry striving for 15 minutes of sun exposure every day um provides 80 to 90 percent of the body's vitamin d it can improve approximately a 10,000 iu just getting 15 minutes of sun exposure every day that's amazing so um, and, and then also eating vitamin D rich foods like cod liver oil. I think it has like 340% of your daily value. Uh, salmon, which has 112% of the daily value. Swordfish, tuna. Um, Fish. And then you don't want to rely on like fortified dairy or processed breakfast cereals for vitamin D. They're just fortified with yeah. vitamin D. Like yeah. you might as well get it from the actual fish yeah, or something actual that's not dairy sources, yeah. yeah and of course like the, a lot of the um, cereals they have like a lot of processed ingredients yeah. as well so you don't want to really depend on that for your vitamin d mm-hmm. levels and then of course supplementing with vitamin d so checking first checking your levels through your blood work and um and then getting you know a recommended dosage from your doctor based on your based on your blood work mm-hmm. so when you're taking vitamin D, you want to take it with a fat-containing meal to increase absorption. Now, I don't know if you know this, but you want to basically do this with any supplement you take. When, when it's, if it's CBD, if it's vit- if it's just straight-up multivitamin, if it's um, vitamin D, when it comes to any supplement, you want to take it with a fat-containing meal. Or like, um, for example, they say that when you take a supplement with fish oil, it helps with absorption because the fish oil has the fats because the fats are able to help transport the supplement in your body so yeah. um yeah you want to take it with a, a fat containing meal to increase absorption and then we suggest also a high quality independently tested and certified vitamin d3 supplement so we mentioned earlier one that we like is called therad by Theralogics. And it, it meets those criteria but of course if you find one on your own that you like go for it and so basically sisters what you want to do is saute yourself saute saute sear whatever some salmon get a nice salad go outside for lunch sit under the sun eat your salmon bask in the sun for 15 minutes and then pop a vitamin d supplement after your high fat salmon meal and there we go well let's not overdose on vitamin d (laughs) (laughs) but no, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, like Sounds just, good to me. Yeah, just make some make some notes to like go outside more, to sit in the sun more. Of course, like you want to wear sunscreen if you're exposing your skin too yeah. much. You always want to wear sunscreen. Um, but after this podcast, I'm gonna go outside. I know. We should, we're going to go on a walk for sure after this. I love the summertime. All yeah. I do is bask in the sun. Right now, it's like way too cold. I see the trees moving. I'm not yeah. into that breeze. And you know what? When, when I meditate, a lot of times I will picture myself basking in the sun. Yeah. Like as one of my practices. And it just feels because like, it, it always feels good to feel that like absorption of like hot sizzle sizzle into your body. God, unless it's like 100 sun. degrees or something. Yeah. Okay. That's true. One time yeah. I fainted. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> so yeah, just to summarize, going outside, getting 15 minutes of sun exposure, eating vitamin D rich foods and taking a, su- a supplement, a vitamin D supplement can really help. 
So, uh, with that being said, though, we also asked you, sisters, um, your experience um, with a vitamin D supplement. And we asked you on our uh, Instagram page, if you don't know, if you're new, um, our Instagram page is at PCOS.weightloss, PCOS.weightloss. And, of course, the podcast has an Instagram page, too, a sister and her mister. But... Um, so on the po- on the Instagram page, we asked you, what difference did you feel when you took a vitamin D supplement? Quicka Jessica says, more energy. Mm-hmm. Anais Mao says, so much more full of life. Oh, yeah. I could definitely um, understand Relate why. Relate to that feeling, based yeah. Based on everything we just said today. Mm-hmm. Shauna Banana says, less headaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And May Camargo says, I was deficient in vitamin D. And they prescribed me 50,000 milligrams a week. And I feel so energetic. That's a yeah. lot. I don't know if she means 50,000 IU or milligram. But that's um, a lot. It but, does seem like a lot. Yeah. But I'm sure you Maybe know it's, it's based on your doctor's recommendation. Exactly. And, and so your blood good. work and how low it is. Yeah. So you can't just like take yeah. 50,000. You Plus, have to check. Yeah. There might be a yeah. difference in the conversion of milligram to IU probably. So maybe, you know. But anyways, that's that's great that you had your levels checked and you got a prescription from your doctor based yes. on that. So that's great. Awesome. So. All right. Guess what, sisters? Guess what? The PCOS hotline is back. Not that it's been away for a while. It's just, you know, we have guests, so we're not able to play messages from the PCOS hotline every week. Yes. But if you're new, we have a hotline that you can call or text message. The phone number is one eight three three ask PCOS one eight three three A S K P C O S, and you can leave a voicemail or text message. It's toll free, and here is our caller from this week. Hi guys, my name is Eliza, and I have a question. I went uh, dairy free and gluten free a bit ago, and I am looking for easy options that I can throw together in a couple of minutes when I'm in a pinch or I'm working or anything like that. And beforehand, we used to eat those um, turkey slices and chicken slices that come in the packs um, at the grocery store. I'm wondering if those, because they are processed, if they're endocrine disruptors, um, I know that they have nitrates sometimes. I'm wondering if there's ones that are better than the others. Um, There's a lot on the market that have just simple ingredients, like it'll just say chicken, vinegar, sea salt, potato starch, stuff like that. Um, I'm wondering if they're all bad for you, if some are worse, if they should be avoided with PCOS. Um, so I'd love your feedback and answer to that. Thank you. This Great is question. such a good question. Okay. So here's what I've learned from Dr. Felix Gersh when I went to her, uh, uh-huh. when I was diagnosed with PCOS. You know, she listed all of these great things I could do to manage my PCOS. Uh-huh. Going gluten and dairy free, number one, like number two, you know, getting rid of those endocrine disruptors. I mean, there are just so many. It's like, where do you begin? Right. By the way, we have a whole episode on endocrine disruptors on the podcast. So if you go back a few episodes and the feed, you'll see a whole episode on endocrine disruptors. Yes. So, you know, those um, turkey slices and things like this. They are endocrine disturbed. They are processed. They can be really yeah. not great for they you, have, especially uh, if they have nitrates and exactly, stuff. Exactly, to conserve them. 
but I try to choose the ones that are hormone free, nitrate free. They have minimal ingredients, just like she mentioned. Some of them are like healthier yeah. than others. I choose the healthier one. Uh-huh. And this is because for me and my lifestyle, I don't have time to like whip together like a fish for lunch, you know, like something that's going to take me longer than five, 10 minutes, you yeah. know? And I like to slap together a delicious turkey sandwich. I love prosciutto and apple as like a snack, you know, after lunch or whatever. It's high protein. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's processed. It's prosciutto. But I still like for me, that's what works. That's I feel good. I'm gluten and dairy free. I do other things that help with um, detoxing, you know, endocrine disruptors from my body you know, dr drinking green juices, cruciferous vegetables, things like this. And so I don't feel like I have to do everything perfectly yeah. and cut out the processed meat. You know, I can choose better processed meat, mm -hmm. you know. And so it, it's just you have to pick and choose. You can't you can do every single thing if you want to. But I just choose not to because it's for me, it's like. A nuisance. I want my turkey sandwich. Yeah. I love prosciutto. And that goes <laughs> with everything that's endocrine disruptor. Like you can try to do your best yeah. in ways that you can control, but there are some things that are out of your control. Like you can do some, you know, you can go out of your way. For example, I'll just like tell you about our household. We've switched our shampoos and our conditioners yeah. and our uh, sh shower soaps to things that are more natural and uh, don't have like the harmful ingredients. That's one thing we've definitely done. But like Ty mentioned, we still get like turkey slices and things like that yeah. which may still have you know some endocrine disruptors yeah. in there but i mean for yeah. heaven's sakes like the couch, the couch is an endocrine disruptor off-gassing whatever is on the couch yeah. the rug the flooring the walls the ceiling yeah. like where do we begin with these endocrine disruptors do we have to tear a house down and rebuild yeah. it i'd just love to, to do that by the way <laughs> okay let's try why don't we just like get an empty lot and build a house that's completely non-endocrine disrupt everything is like natural wood like nothing but then your house falls apart like you need the scotch guard on the couch I or know. else it spills but that's what we've become accustomed to trash. there's like, so many benefits of some of these things but we've become accustomed what to is the solution like toothpaste with fluoride it, it's been proven to help with you know teeth health whitening yeah. all this jazz but then it's also been shown to be an endocrine disruptor so which one do you do i have xylitol Tallinn does but i don't because i refuse to get brown teeth like no, Tallinn does. oh my god i do not have brown <laughs> i'm teeth. joking but i don't know like they are so, this toothpaste i use is actually yeah. so good yeah do not hate on my i'm toothpaste. kidding i'm kidding it is so good I don't know. you and your colgate you need to be changing your Maybe, toothpaste. But see, this just goes to show we all have our decisions, things that we're happy with, things that exactly. we're comfortable with. And like maybe sisters, when you listen to our episodes, I don't know if maybe it might come off like we're doing all these things perfectly, perfectly but we're no. not like yeah. the vitamin D. I doubt we're getting the, all the vitamin D that we should be getting. I need a getting. blood test. Yeah. I need to double check. Yeah. And like we, we don't we haven't eliminated all the endocrine disruptors in our household. We try our best. You know, we're learning as we go along. We're learning what we can do, how many adjustments we can make. But that's part of the process of, you know, uh, learning and just adjusting and making changes along the way. So, yeah, you're along. You're along the journey with us in making these changes yes exactly so and then sister was also asking about gluten and dairy free um foods and such if you're looking for gluten and dairy free recipes we have a great resource for you our membership program the sisterhood uh we have a whole gluten and dairy free recipe section that's all um uh, for uh, breakfast lunch and dinner and not to mention we have a, basically a whole five-stage PCOS weight loss success path that helps you learn your PCOS type, uh, helps you learn how to go gluten-free, dairy-free, 
how to find your carb range, which is really important for insulin resistance, how to work out. We have monthly workout programs that change every month. Mm -hmm. We have um, uh, a Facebook private group where we're able to chat with each other and other sisters. And we have our two live calls a a month, you know, for Q&As and for live workouts. So join us there if you want more resources like that. And speaking of that, we have two wins of the week from fellow sisters from Instagram and from the sisterhood. Yes. So let's read some of them. Okay, the first one's from the sisterhood. Tony Rose says, I'm on week three of this program and all I can say right now is thank goodness I found it. This might be TMI, but I know my sisters will get it. I finally got my period for the first time since October. I'm so happy and so grateful that this is working for me so far. I hope that the rest of you are feeling great and have amazing results coming your way soon. Congrats, Tony. Congrats. So happy for you. Nothing more exciting than getting your period back after not having it for so long. I remember I didn't have it for a whole year yeah yeah remember you told me this yeah and obviously i don't know this experience but (laughs) hearing from tolly and hearing from other sisters i can see how important or how good the feeling is when you finally get it or you know when you're not getting it and the frustration that builds up so anytime i hear a story like this i'm more than happy for that person and for all the sisters so congrats tony all right and then the second win this one is from instagram is from parker and parker says I was diagnosed January 21st and started following you that same day. My OBGYN basically just said to consider losing 10 to 15% of my body weight. Wow. And take progesterone to force shredding at least four times a year. Shedding, shedding, shredding. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, And take progesterone (laughs) to force shedding at least four times a year. I had already cut gluten in March 2020 because I have realized it was causing me to have hives and eczema. And since cutting that, I lost about 30 pounds very easily. My last period was in June. And since almost completely cutting dairy for two weeks, starting daily inositols and spearmint tea, I got my period. I almost can't believe it happened that fast, especially since I had already been gluten-free for so long. Thank you for being an amazing and accessible resource you are a Uh, impacting so many lives wow that is so exciting thank you parker for that sweet supporter message at the end 30 pounds yeah easily yeah and she says that was and by easily she means like without restricting and feeling miserable when people say like i lost this much weight it was so easy whatever it's because it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it's not like i'm starving all the time yeah it's like i'm healing my metabolism and i feel good and it's working and Mm -hmm. i'm eating things and i'm burning them yeah especially when you consider how hard some women try to lose weight and then just to be able to lose a little bit but in this case losing 30 pounds yeah is an amazing accomplishment considering the difficulty in losing weight with a metabolic and a hormonal dysfunction that's happening in the body Mm -hmm. so Congratulations, Parker. We're very, very happy for you. Yes. All right. All right, so, sisters. Talyn, I think we should go on a walk. Yes. Get some real good sun yes. in our community. Half the side is sunny, half the side is shady. So we'll be on the sunny shade if you uh-huh. need us, sisters. <laughs> and um, yeah, let us know on, on Instagram what kind of episodes you guys would like us to create. DM us. We read yeah. every single one. We read every single one. We respond to every single one. And we also go live on Clubhouse for these podcast episodes. If you don't know, we're on Clubhouse, PCOS, Weight Loss, and we're able to, every time we record an episode, we go live there. So if you want to hear these episodes before it gets released on Apple or everywhere else, you can listen on Clubhouse. Yes. I feel like I'm talking a lot. 
No. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I know. It's just I see you looking at me all with your beautiful eyes. Aww. I just keep talking. Well, you're serenading me with your voice. They call me Kenny G. All right. <laughs> Let's go on a walk. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, sisters, for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.